Welcome. You are listening to the Watchman Alert Radio Network, broadcasting as a voice in the wilderness. This is Warren Radio, and I'm the Watchman, Dana Smith. Welcome to today's show. And we are living by faith in the whirlwind of the last days. Now stay tuned for a great show and line up today from Warren Radio. Greetings. Greetings. Welcome to Warren Radio and Gospel News with the Watchman Dana Smith and me. I'm Tower, your co-host. We have a great lineup for you today. But first, it's January 9th, 2019. And here are some important news updates from the WIBR Warren Radio regarding our websites, warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Some recent posts by the Watchman, Time, Seasons, and God's Secret. The deep, the secret things, in the end of days, we find the times, seasons, and God's secrets. We are living in the most knowledgeable times that produce the seasons of men and nations, yet there are God's secrets. It is here in the midst of the modern world that we find God's secrets and the word of God are outdated. The day priests, also the day priests, scribes, and elders were enemy of the Messiah. Upon seeing the miracles, signs, and wonders of Yeshua, Jesus Christ, they were filled with contempt, unbelief, pride, and were sore displeased. Yet for these religious leaders, a day would come when they would be weeping in the temple, knowing whom they had rejected. Listen to Warren Radio Worldwide from your PC, Android, Apple device, and many other avenues. Check the front page on warren-usa.com for our Spreaker Embed and leaks, links to all the places to listen from like iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Blueberry, and many more. Listen to all the shows on the front page of warren-usa.com or danaglinsmith.com. Listen or watch all the shows on our warren-usa.com blog and front page. Also from Spreaker or the Spreaker app. On Instagram, it's Warren Radio. And Facebook as well, Warren Radio. And you can follow us there. And you can also follow us on Twitter at LinkedIn, Tumblr, and others. In tonight's show, we feature our advocacy, faith, and the gospel news. Tonight on the program, we'll talk about Samaritan's Purse to open Ebola treatment, Muslim Village now Christian, China given quotas for arrest of Christians, Persecution mother, persecution, mother and daughter disowned for converting to Christianity. Terrorist sect in the Mali declares war on Christians. And the readings in the Word this week are found in Exodus chapter 10 verses 1 through chapter 13 verse 16. Jeremiah 46 chapter 13 through 28 through verse 28. The New Testament portion is Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 46 and also 1 Corinthians 11:20 through 34. And now I welcome in the watchman. Greetings Dana, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing all right. Uh, I don't know about America, but uh, Oh, I know pretty disturbing. Trump had his uh, Oval Office speech. It was like 14, 15 minutes. And by but by the time the load of baloney came down from Schumer and Pelosi and all of the liberal networks, they had pretty well slimed their way all over whatever Trump tried to say. Yeah. When he first started talking about this, you know, there was no way Pelosi and Schumer would pass anything to help them in border security. Now, I've got a new article 
that we hope to get up tomorrow. And I give you some references in there from another project. I think it was last year or the year before that Schumer and Pelosi okayed in Jordan. They okayed a, a, a wall, a border wall in Jordan. Really? Yeah, for, I forgot how much money it was, it, but it was a pile of cash. I did not know that. Pelosi and Schumer, you know, and, and this is another thing. If you go down into Dallas, you were talking about this from that guy that you were talking to. Yeah. There's walls all over down in Dallas. In um, Arizona? Yeah. And, and you know, the bottom line of it is, is that Sh- uh, Schumer and Pelosi both okayed money in the passport, but they ain't going to do it for Trump. I could have told him that a long time ago. I knew that they wouldn't cooperate, and I knew when the Democrats got their, the House, and they get the House because they have a lot of illegals that vote. We know that. We also know that they're corrupt in their voting standards. They're willing to do anything to get people elected. Yes, they are. And uh, their agenda of the Democrats is so wide open I mean, you've got every kind of nutcase that you can think of that's joined the Democrats, and some of them are getting elected, so you have that Muslim woman that got elected, you know, and the first thing she could say is call Trump a MF, you know, I mean, this is... Yeah, out this of Michigan, is, how disrespectful well, and this, wicked. This shows you the sleazeball bull crap that's going on in D.C. and in our political system. This is such a loadable, such a crock, such a low-down, sleazy mess of scuzzball liars that you just, it is just hard to believe how people can sit on their butts, how Christians can sit in their pews day after, you know, Sunday after Sunday, how churches with their big leaders can keep their mouths shut. All talking about the love of Jesus, but don't have enough gumption to get up and say, wait a minute, we want our country back. Because if you don't stand up, you ain't going to have a country. That's right. And I got news for you. If you think Schumer and Pelosi care one whit about what Franklin Graham's doing, uh, you know, with the Ebola and other important groups are doing, they get funded here in America. And even Barnabas Aid, who, you know, and there's a number of others in the U.K., they get funds from uh, the U.S. And you want to know how I know that? I know people that donate to them, okay? And I can tell you one thing. Even at Warren Radio, we're able to give some money to, and, and we put our money where our mouth is. We give to the humanitarian groups. We give to those who make a difference. But if something happens in America, if we get the wrong bunch of knuckleheads in and start taking things over, you ain't going to find enough powder to do anything with. I mean, this thing is just stinking to high heaven. I mean, if I I was a chef in the restaurants, and if I found food that stunk as bad as it's stinking in Washington, D.C. right now, I would throw it out, and I would be happy to do so. This is how bad it is, and we're talking about advocacy for the persecuted church. It won't matter if we get the wrong people in and they continue to have their agenda, and they are anti-Christ, they are anti-God. Oh yeah, they go to church, but just because you go to church doesn't mean you even know the Lord at all. And this is the problem we have in this country. It's a real problem. It's a stinking mess. And they're not afraid to lie and steal and cheat. And you have Hollywood, which has been nothing but whores and whoremongers and pimps and, you know, the whole nine yards. But yet there are some Christians out there, by the way. But yet this whole thing in Hollywood with them standing up from share to others that just have a load of foul mouth spew coming out of there and we see it on Twitter, we see it on uh, the Breibart News who reports it, we see it all over the place and then we have that knuckle-headed Acosta who comes up and, and you know parades his anti-Trump you know, agenda, it is, that's where we're at today. You want to do something for the Lord today, you'd better do it quick. And stay away from the Hollywood actors. I heard one praising Satan for giving him the wisdom to be able to do this, whoever he acted as. 
Christian Bale. You have no business writing, watching his movies anymore. You have no business, if you're a Christian, watching anything out of Hollywood, period. If they carry some of these actors that are so whorish, misspoken, have no decency about them. And we have a liberal bunch of press, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, among others, who today are, you know, they don't even know what real truth is anymore. And this is the problem we have in America. And then, of course, you get over on the other side, you have Alex Jones who keeps going in spite of what they've done. He's got a whole army of people that uh, is trying to make their agenda but sometimes when I listen to him I think he's about as crazy as the others are one's crazy <laughs> on the left the other's crazy on the right we need people to get a hold of Jesus in this country and Amen. we need people to put their feet down in the solid rock of Christ not in the muck and mire of this filthy United States and its political garbage that's going on we need to do something and we need to do it now now so Trump now, you know, Pelosi and Schumer already came out and told him that they weren't going to fund it. We knew they weren't going to fund it. No big deal here. We knew they weren't. So I don't know what they're going to do. And it doesn't matter what anybody's going to do because nobody wants to communicate. Nobody wants to get along. And, of course, as filthy as this nation is, and as much as we're willing to kill babies, abort babies, and do all kinds of immoral things, and have agendas that are against God, that are an abomination, and no one has enough courage to get up and say something, and we know the churches don't. I could name a few preachers on some of the top churches here in America. You don't hear one stinking peep out of them. Uh, uh, you know, making any kind of statement against the whores, whorish mess that's going on in this country Maybe today. they're afraid they'll lose their 501c3. Yeah, well, you can choke on that, baby, because one of these days they're going to come after you, whether you're a 501c3. And what's happening in China, which we've been reporting, continues to this day. They're continuing to push it right now. They're doing quotas, and uh, some of the local... Uh, people there on the ground it was bob fu who reported this and he said that there are quotas going out from chinese officials on the top end of the communist party telling all the local police people that they're going to be raided on the amount of quotas of christians they can round up and haul into prison and so if you think if you think for one moment that america couldn't get there you're a, a knucklehead I have another word for it, but I'm not going to use it. I'm telling you right now that this is what's going on. Now, while we report on victories of Christians having victories, yes, the Lord does deliver them, but make no mistake here. When you get back into Revelation, the marching order for Revelation is they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and, get this, they loved not their life unto the death. That's martyrdom. When you get into the seals, it talks about all the people who are dying for their faith are gathered underneath the throne of God. He tells them to wait there until the rest of the brethren who are going to be killed will be killed. Do you get the hint? We are living in the last days, the last of the last days. And yet we have people that want to open your border and allow everybody to come in, and you're going to get swarms of Islam in here. I can tell you that. And a lot of these guys, if they're not now, it won't take long to get them radicalized. Just like the Islamic warriors over in Mali, they've decided that they would make war against the Christian churches there. Now, they figure that the Christians are connected to the French, who actually has a presence there. Just like many of the countries today connect missionaries and a lot of Christians to America today because we had so many uh, missionaries go out from here and establish uh, churches. So it's important on the field for native, native pastors to reach their own people so they don't get the idea it's coming from America because people around the world, especially the Islamists, are targeting Christians, missionaries, pastors, people in the humanitarian groups. They are targeting people. 
And this is what they want to do. They want to destroy it. And now, every time we turn around, just like in Mali now, you got another group of knuckleheaded Muslims who are going to rise up. Yet you have NBC, CBS, and a lot of these other news reporting agencies, as along with Facebook and Twitter and a number of others, that will not allow anybody to stand up and tell you what the threat of Islam is today because they are convinced Islam is not a threat. Well, they're going to find out because they're going to be standing up either following the Mahdi or they're going to have their neck cut. So if this sounds a little in your face, yeah, it's a little in your face because just being heasy-peasy-peasy, lovey-dovey, gospel-loving, everything's wonderful, fine, and, you know, we've got nice stars in our eyes and we've got poppies growing on our grave, you know, I got news for you. There's more to this mess that's going on. And in order to help the believers, you had better wake up. You ain't going to help nobody. Because if this thing falls, God help you. And that's what the devil's working on. But, you know, and uh, I always give a little thing here saying not all churches are like that. Well, I don't know what churches are. I could name a few, but I'm not going to. I just consider it that the Lord does have people who have not bowed the knee to Baal. Just like when the prophet... Ezekiel ran from Jezebel because she was going to kill him and he went up to the gate the cave and the Lord told him I have 7,000 here that have not bowed the knee to Baal the Lord has a remnant in every country make no mistake they have not bowed the knee to Baal and if you have not bowed the knee to Baal and you are serving the Lord then you need to listen Because this whole thing is important. And this uh, serial that's going on in Washington is such a farce. The soap opera? (laughs) It it is so dumb. I mean, here's a guy that isn't even getting paid. He's not a politician. He wants to make America great, and they all hate him. I mean, (laughs) And he's donating his wages to charity. Yeah. And see, you don't hear anything good about him and his family. And all the Democrats want to do now is, uh, well, there was $54 billion that they decided they wanted to give to foreign countries. Uh, and that's just since Pelosi and Schumer took over the House. They won't even consider anything for Trump. Um, or for America. If you think they're on the side of America and Americans, you are very mistaken. The America they represent is not one you as a Christian want to live in. I can guarantee you exactly. that. Now, who was that Christian you were talking about that won the victory? You remember him? Yesterday we were talking about him. And the judge cited that. Oh, that's that, uh, that Christian Baker in uh, Colorado. Colorado. And uh, the judge said he had a right to sue those. For uh, for dis- discrimination. Yeah, the state of Colorado, because they're coming after him again. He won the He won the first suit, so Colorado went after him again, and he sued him. And, he came, and, and the ruling was that he was able to. But I got news for if you get back uh, to the way America was during the Obama administration, it's going to give, get even worse, because uh, it was during the Obama administration we actually found out, and it was proven, that the IRS was targeting uh, Christian groups and auditing them. Uh, we also know that uh, the water, uh, the issue on the water, and the water rights in the Midwest and the West, where all the ranchers were, were up in question, and Obama signed a... a you know, declared a certain thing that, uh, uh, you know, that uh, a number of the groups uh, uh, within the government started targeting farmers and ranchers. And uh, in other words, uh, America could turn in a second. And, uh, of course, you know, there's a lot of people that's come in here and... uh, uh, a lot of a lot of companies are starting to turn things around, and there there are a few semblances of hope. But when you see these, you know the the real division in this country. Now, I I told you prophesied about this during, uh, you know, 
the great eclipse, summer eclipse, and how it went. Uh, and, and I prophesied and told you that it was, uh, uh, you know, a forerunner of what was really coming in America, and that is division. Mm-hmm. And uh, That's right. And, um, you know, it, it was heralding in a division in this country like we've never seen before. <coughs> Excuse me. And, uh, dear God in heaven, I... You know, I think about what I was warning back then. And, uh, you know, the only problem about warning and giving a prophecy uh, like that. Um, And, of course, I didn't come out and say, well, I have a great big prophecy. I just told you what was coming and what this thing was uh, represented. That's a prophecy. And uh, people don't consider that when you give a prophecy, even Jeremiah or any of the others, you have to live in it. You have to live in the country that you're pr- talking about. That's torturous. Yeah. Who wants to live in a country that's divided and a bunch of numbskulls like we have here? You know? And uh, yeah, who wants like to that. live in a country where where the preachers are only cited within their denomination and, and they don't realize what's really going on out there? You know, most people see uh, persecution across the way. They have no concept that that is that's here right now. Excuse me. So, at any rate, we do have a couple of other things. What's the next on our agenda? There, we well, Samaritan's Purse. They're going to be opening up an Ebola treatment center in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I guess the recent outbreak was declared August 1st and is now the second deadliest in history. And they're opening up a 20-bed treatment center and they'll have a medical team and provide expert, compassionate and clinical care for the patients suffering with the deadly virus. Um, The fatality rate is currently at about 80, and they're hoping to bring that down. I mean, 60%. It's at 60%, and they're hoping to bring that down. The mortality rate is at 60%. Yeah, what did I say? The The survivor's rate, I think. Oh, I meant the fatality rate is at 60%, and they're trying to decrease the mortality rate and they can um, expand this up to 60 beds and if you remember the movie Into the Darkness it was based on Samaritan's Purse fighting Ebola a few years ago and they were the only ones on the front line trying to help these people. And that is a gut-wrenching dynamite movie that shows you what Franklin Graham's uh, Ebola treatment is going on, and there's a there's, they were the only ones doing that. Now I'm telling you that we haven't even begun to get in the depth of, of the tribulation, and we you know, and that can be uh, years away. Um, but while you talk to all your heavy duty theologians and PhDs in theology, I can tell you not. A one of them, not a whit of them, can tell you the date that all this is really going to start. They can give you a date, but they're full of peanuts. And uh, that's why you need to, you know, kind of salt the tail of all these prophets a little bit and check this thing before you start falling headlong line and sinker into the mire of what they're telling you. Exactly. You know, we have to live... Uh, by faith and we know you know what is coming but the bottom line of it is like right now um, you have Christians like if you get in Syria and Iraq you know 80% of them I think the figure is are gone the ones that are there left now are afraid that with the United States pullout they're going to be shredded again by all these Islamic groups uh, Kurds who have been our friends uh, you know, uh, are going to be shredded. Now, the liberal news was reporting that Trump was just forsaken, uh, forsaking them all. And he came out with a statement that said, uh, you know, in essence, that uh, there is no way we were going to do that. We're going to watch our friends and help them, and it's going to be a gradual withdrawal. That's what he was saying. 
And uh, so the bottom line of it is, is that Syria and Iraq is a mess. Now, if you could have asked them probably 10, 15 years ago, they would have thought everything is fine and dandy. They got along with their Muslim neighbors. They were not threatened, per se. You could go back further, maybe 20 years. Uh, and you can go in a lot of areas, and you didn't, you know, have a terrible time with them. Yeah, they got um, along. They lived side by side. In, in a lot of areas, they did. And they got along quite well. But things have changed. They don't get along anymore. And there's a spirit of the devil stirring up these Muslims. Of course, the first time I heard about that, uh, David Wilkerson talked about that back in, the, I think, the mid-80s. And uh, so make no mistake about it, this is not a fun thing. And then you throw in Ebola in the mix, and I can tell you that the Muslim, uh, the Muslim jihadists would love nothing better to get into that tent and slaughter as many as they can, and then spread the infected blood to as many people as they can. That's the way these people operate. Even if they end up dying in the process, they would do it because they have been taught stupidly uh, actually, it's smart on the on their part to teach uh, all their young boys and men that if you die fighting for Allah, you're going to go to heaven. Well, you ain't going to go to heaven, and that'll never happen, and I can guarantee you that. And in the hereafter, when all the multitudes stand before the throne of our Lord Jesus Christ, Yahshua, and the Father will be there too, but he will... Uh, he has already given the judgment over to the son. You're going to find out that all the murdering and robbing and everything you've done to plague this earth uh, is going to come back on you. That's right. So this thing, and, and see this message, this is what the world, the globalists don't like. They don't like it in the UK. They don't like it throughout the Middle East. They don't like it in uh, the EU. They don't like it uh, in Canada. They don't like it in Australia. There's a lot of these places that have rejected the message of what Islam really is. They don't want to even discuss it, think about it, or nothing else. They stupidly think that if we can make friends with them, that they will never get to the point where they'll turn on you. And I can tell you, reporting on, on almost every Muslim nation, we can tell you that Christians there are persecuted, thrown in jail, and uh, a lot more than that. And uh, right. it, it, it is, you know, the proof is in the pudding. They don't get along anymore. Christians are threatened. And what do we have? Instead of having, you know, taking in some of the Christian persecuted uh, believers that are there, uh, Pelosi and Schumer want to open up the border. Well, if, you know, maybe Pelosi and Schumer needs to start reading some of the stuff on Instagram when they post it, because Instagram has a lot of facts and figures, because it doesn't have room for much more. And they were listing all the facts and figures of what they've caught as far as all of the people, the uh, illegals, the murders, and the rapists. The list was absolutely astounding it was. as to what they caught. It, you know, and Pelosi and Schumer, no, we don't want to shut the border. What kind of knuckleheads are you? Proud? You're afraid to just make a deal? Why? Because you want to hurt Trump. Well, woe to you, Nancy and it, Chucky. I hope it falls on your own head. It will. The Up Chuck and Rechuck show. That's who, that's who Schumer and Pelosi are. I seen that today on a particular post. I thought it was funny because yeah. that's, that's just what it is. Up Chuck and Rechuck. And uh, there was a lot of people that thought they looked kind of staly, uh, uh, kind of weird in the eyes, and they were kind of just staring and like, I don't know. I saw a picture of them, and you know. Well, you know who their father is, Satan himself. Well, the problem of it is, is that I would like nothing better than them to straighten up. Yes, and get along. You know, I, I don't, I don't for the country and really see why all of these liberal uh, knuckleheads in Hollywood can't just be civil, uh, but but they can't uh, because that's California. Um, I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for California, not not a plug nickel. I wouldn't want it. If I, you know, I would just say, you know, cut the thing off and let it drift. 
California, my family's from California, but when our dad left, he told me uh, 80-some years later, he says they were crazy back then when I left. <laughs> That's why he came to where he came. Okay, what's next? Well, I can give you an update on this uh, Muslim village. It comes to us from Bibles of the Mideast, if you remember this story about these two Muslim men who got saved. Yeah. And they became pastors, and they felt led to go into this one village and talk to them. And they, the first house they went to was a family that was going to commit suicide. They had lost all their hope, and, they, and so they shared Christ with them, prayed for them. I think they st spent a few days with them, and they, of course, became Christians. And eventually the whole village became Christian, and then um, it was attacked. Th these pastors had set up a school, a health clinic, a sewing school, and a church, you know, and an education center for these people. And some young attackers came in and destroyed it. Of course, they were um, led by some higher-ups to destroy the village. Well, they went in and destroyed all this. And, uh, and the parents of the young attackers and other elders in the village severely reprimanded them and advised them to ask the pastor's forgiveness. And there was a medical student home on vacation, and she went to see the young men, and she was full of the love of Christ. And she plans to become a missionary doctor, but anyway, she counseled them, and they finally agreed. And all the villagers, including the young men, then joined forces and chased the militants from their town. The former temporary terrorists then approached the pastors and asked forgiveness for what they had done. The ministers embraced them and with brotherly love and prayed for them. And uh, since the villagers have since been working hard to rebuild the Tin Sheet Church and the health clinic. And it's all under the leadership of the young people. And before the attack, 27 of the village families counted themselves believers and the other 18 remained Muslim I thought the whole village had become Christian well I think they did afterwards but did you get that tin sheet tin yeah tin tin t-i-n yeah roof church yeah you know and, and I've seen a lot of these churches overseas and uh, a lot of times they don't even have that or they have uh, the, they have some wood, but not enough wood to enclose it. They have hardly any chairs. You know, and I look at our churches. And, uh, you know, there's there's going to be some judgment on, on oh, the churches in America. There will. Because God, you know, looks at his people overseas and how they're willing to love him and go through they, <coughs> what they do. <laughs> with nothing, while we have a bunch of spoiled, soft-butt Christians sitting on cushioned pews who who have a real problem here. And, and it just breaks my heart how all this thing is. But, you know, you may think that I'm nuts, but I'm telling you, um, I've been wearing this message in my heart for a lot of years about how, how America and the churches you know, have fallen into Satan's trap here. And we've had people try to tell us that the gain is godliness, and that's a lie out of the pit of hell. Yeah. Now, there are Christians I know that have gain and are richer and have money. But uh, that's the exception, not the rule. And we should not be loving mammon and the things more than God himself. That's right. And when I see what these people are, are doing over there and what they're willing, you know, uh, you know, they have nothing. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're willing to die, you know, for the cause of Christ. And, and I mean, they have nothing, nothing. 
uh, in America, well, you know, if if God took away some things that you're enjoying now, it would be irritating to you. But, but um, <laughs> you yeah. know, you know, but uh, and I, I'm telling you, America, He's going to take some stuff away from America, and uh, this thing is going on in D.C. I, as much as I dislike it, I can tell you that God is in the midst of this as judgment. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I have been stirred in my spirit now for almost the entire year of 2018 and 2019 is the same thing. And I tell you, uh, if, if I was a betting man, I would not be betting on this country and I would not be betting on its false prophets and its, uh, uh, and it's soft, you know, uh, message that's coming out of the churches. Yeah. But well, go ahead. I just wanted to finish this story of these this village. There was 27 villages that counted themselves believers, and the other 18 families remained Muslim, but they had no complaints against either the church or their fe- fellow villagers who had become Christians. And the boys who had joined the terrorists and persecuted the church were from the Muslim families. And anyway, they dedicated the newly constructed church by um, the pastors held three days of prayer and fasting in the building from a Thursday through a Saturday. And um, even though they were still weak, they led the services and all the villages, all the villagers... 45 of uh, you know all the village the 45 families taking part in this celebration and by the end of the three days every one of those muslims accepted jesus christ as their lord so now the whole village in an otherwise entirely muslim dominated region has become christian now that is exciting now all you got to do is keep them safe yeah that's right Yep, unfortunately, and and of course they did. They did become Christian, and uh, we are seeing that in a lot of areas. It's kind of uh, it's kind of ironic that uh, while we languish in America with the numbskull stuff we see, we we see real threats around the world on the Christian Church, and we also see a move of God. But if you look, if you look in China. Uh, there has been a move of God because uh, China actually opened up. Uh, and that was probably about 30, 40 years ago. Well, I that, think Nixon that, went over there. And and it opened up and it took about 10 years and then it really opened up. And then it took another 10 years and then it opened up even more. And uh, before this current... Uh, uh, you know, leader of the Chinese party got in there. It was pretty open. But uh, he's bringing in uh, Mao-style communism again, which is atheistic. And uh, so the move of God within China right now, you could say, is ended. But uh, there's something else. The last time we wondered, um, you know, when... uh, Chiang Kai-shek was run out of there and the communists took over. Uh, Nobody gave the Christians there a chance to survive. And no one really knew how many Christians there were there until the modern age. Then we began to realize how many Christians in China there really are. Which is amazing. And um, they are really standing up against the government. They've made declarations that they're going to serve the Lord no matter what. And you spoke on this earlier about the the police are giving quotas, and it's coming from the National Security Border, National Security Bureau, that these officers are required to arrest so many Christians um, and in this city, a police officer from Dalian, I, I'm not sure how to say it, the second largest city in in this one province near the North Korean border, 
his his he told this station that he, he has his station has received a notice from the National Security Bureau and they have a certain quota they're supposed to arrest and if they don't they risk losing their jobs and that uh, as part of the as part of a performance assessment plan they you know were told how many they had to arrest and the station's performance with a hundred percent, a hundred point evaluation system. So I don't know how many. It doesn't say how many they're supposed to arrest. Well, you know that really doesn't matter. They're on a quota. So. I know. Uh, it's still terrible. And uh, well, see, that's uh, you know Iran's doing the same thing. And the stations are trading with each other, buying names of arrested Christians for approximately $70 from other stations that have already achieved their uh, their targets. It's part of a widespread and intensifying crackdown on the church in China. Yeah, that's evident. Yeah. So at any rate, you know, I mean, you sit here in America, there's nowhere for you to really go because of what's going on but uh, in the end you know we'll see how this thing works out because uh, you know Trump's now in a corner he's going to have to do something Uh, Schumer and Pelosi want him to look bad and they'll just blame him for everything including the shutdown And that's why they're in no hurry to even fix the shutdown, because frankly, they don't care. They hope he keeps it down, and the longer he keeps it down, and people be rioting, and then they will be able to have impetus against Trump and overthrow him to where he's not in the presidency in 2010. This is all, this is... This is all uh, intended, and uh, if you think that all them people that are coming up from the South are just coming up because you're crazy, this is an organized, instituted, financed, and led uh, thing, and they know where they're going, and they know what they're doing. If, if people can't see that the Democrats, namely Schumer and Pelosi, are not for America. They are very blind. Well, you've got about 49% of the Democrats or whatever that uh, they don't have any problem with Schumer and Pelosi. Oh, no. You've got a lot of Hollywood that think they're doing great. Uh, You have uh, movie stars that, uh, frankly, uh, would rejoice and laugh if Trump were killed. This is how sad this country's gotten. Yeah, and, it's uh, tragic. And I can tell you that the Lord God will hold this nation accountable for all of its actions. And and these kind of actions and this kind of hatred will come back on them. And uh, so, you know, but see, America, as if you're going to continue to love abortions and love your immorality and all your other stuff, there's not a whit any Christian can do unless you repent. Uh, there's just nothing. This nation doesn't have a chance if somebody won't repent. But we have heard the gospel for so long, we've rejected it. Yeah, we're desensitized. Not you and me, but, or other Yeah, we know what you mean. Yeah. Okay, what's the next title? Well, there, it's a story about uh, a mother and a daughter who became Christians and um, in Uganda. And she was disowned by her husband for becoming a Christian. It's a wonder he didn't kill them both. Um, she had been happy in her home for over 20 years. And she was abused. Yeah. She said, all the years that I was a Muslim, I found nothing wrong with it. But last year, when I was listening to a radio program about Jesus, I started thinking about Christianity and why was there so much enmity between Muslims and Christians. I did not know. And it started her journey to Christianity. 
And then her husband learned that she'd accepted Christ when he found a Bible in the house. And he, um, she pleaded with him to allow her to try her new faith and see how far she could go. But he was reluctant. And within days, he became hostile toward her and their daughter. And the daughter had started reading the Bible. The daughter didn't want anything to do with um, the Muslim religion or ideology, whatever you want to say. And she was given one week to decide if she wanted to become a non-Muslim and follow the lost religion of Christianity. And, of course, she decided, well, her faith was eventually, eventually became public and the whole community told her husband to cast her away, deeming her an infidel, an enemy to the family with deeply Islamic roots. Her husband's a former police officer and an Islamic extremist, so he threw her out of the house. He let her take her clothing and leave with the daughter. And um, now she, she hides. The husband went out and tore up all her crops and destroyed her stuff. But and, um, Well, she got some help. Yeah, she is able to, um, she's been, for a year now, She's has not been able to secure work or cultivate crops. She survives on gifts from well-wishers of food, clothing, and school fees for her daughter. She confessed, it has not been easy, though. Through the trials, the Lord has been faithful to us. We lack many things, but eternal life is not one of them. The reward waiting for us in heaven is far more worth, is more worth, is far, oh, I can't even say it, of heaven is more worth than our current suffering. And that's true. Well, the, the people that wrote that, who wrote that? Where did that come from? Didn't it come from Bibles for the Mideast? I said, I thought. No, it didn't come from Bibles of the Mideast. Well, at any rate, uh, most of the time when they put that on there... They International put the, Christian Concern. Yeah, Christian Concern usually takes up the causes and gives them some blankets and various things to keep them going. Yeah. And food. And so that's how they got it, because they found out about about her. And, of course, Uganda, we haven't... Uh, that's probably the first story out of Uganda that we've done. Yeah. Um, so Uganda is now in the list. Uh, but we, we've done a lot. You know, the outstanding ones, of course, are Pakistan and India. Um, and, of course, Egypt. Now, Egypt, Sisi... Uh, that's the military dude that's in charge there now, has decided, uh, or he is building one of the Mideast's biggest Christian churches. And this is really a step, because he's building it and going to allow the Christians to go there and going to protect them from being killed or murdered or anything in yeah, Egypt. Yeah, that's exciting. He says it's going to do a lot to change the attitude in the Middle East. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, let's hope this works, because that would be nice. Meanwhile, he's not the only one. Saudi Arabia, as much as uh, they think the guy that's running it now is a murderer because of the reporter that got killed, uh, they were uh, making promises uh, also to the Christians there. So, uh, there, there's a lot of things at play, and at the same time, there is uh, the fact that Erdogan now is gaining power. Uh, and he's trying to build his caliphate uh, in uh, an end-of-days world-dominated Islam. Uh, Iran is pushing the Mahdi, world-dominated uh, Mahdi, who is the warrior to come to conquer the world for Islam. That's prophesied. Well, They're, how is, are, is Iran and Turkey getting along? Well, it's really interesting because Iran and Turkey met with Putin. And uh, more than likely, they're figuring on how to diddy up Syria and Iraq. Um, and the thing of it is, if if the two, if the twain meet, you know, the two different one, one's Shia, one's uh, Sunni. Erdogan is Sunni. Yeah. Um, then 
they could work together and really uh, present a menace to the world as never before. So we could be on the catalyst of everything end of days uh, within a couple of years uh, if, uh, um, you know, if this works out. But Erdogan and our, uh, Persia or Iran has not really gotten along that well. But they have the same interests and the same people that they hate, which is Israel and America. So this whole thing uh, with Russia in the middle of it does not sound good. It actually forebodes uh, Ezekiel 38, which is what the Jews have been talking about for over a year now, because their own scholars have been seeing the prophecy fulfilled uh, of Ezekiel 38 coming to pass. So they've been warning uh, their own people they've been expecting this uh, kind of a war for a long time uh so uh uh you know this is this is the thing that uh, is going on so uh, it it's uh you know it, it's hard to believe how much hatred we have towards christianity but um you know it's prophesied it's it's in scripture but it's hard to imagine how that is and then at the same token you get in some of these backwater villages and there's muslims that simply want to know god and they turn to christ because they they experience the born again experience um and that that is amazing too yeah that's right and a lot of times christians uh, don't have really a lot to do with the move of god they're there and they've been testifying but a lot of times the move of God is entirely supernatural, a move of God that uh, no one, uh, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. We've been reporting this for some time. But, uh, you know, we, we need a unification, uh, a uniting of the believers and uh, miracles here. We, we do. Yes, and, we do. And I don't mean phony fake miracles. I mean a real move of God. We need to see substance. We need to see people repenting of their sins on a, on a national scale. We need to see Hollywood turning away from its Satanism and darkness. But uh, there, there's people that are sold solidly uh, to darkness. They are. Uh, and so it's money and darkness for them. But see, they've got the world by the tail. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Do you have another one we could do in just a few minutes? Um, well, yes, there's this girl. Was um, a Yule, I think is her name. And her name has probably been changed. She can barely remember her parents. Well, they almost always change the names. Yeah. Uh, and this comes to us from, I'm not sure where it comes from. Oh, CSI. Yeah, Germany. Christian Solidarity International out of Germany. Okay, the um, this she was kidnapped and sent into slavery. The slave owner Mohammed separated the little girl early from her mother, who had been abducted from Southern Sudan and enslaved. And he took uh, Ayul to live in his village, where um, she lived with his wife and four children. And Mohammed's wife forced a Yule to mill, mill it grain daily with an ancient mill. And this work was so terribly tiring. In the evening, she could barely move her hands. They were in so much pain. And again and again, the family of the slave owner shouted at a Yule and cursed them as uh, Jinge or Negro. And she w said she was always afraid they would kill me. And once it came almost came to that she woke up later than usual one morning because she was so tired from the field work of the previous day and Muhammad's eldest son became so angry that he stabbed her in the neck with a knife and she barely survived that attack and um, Muhammad would uh, force himself on her almost every night and brutally rape her and she became a mother when she was in slavery 
and she met a slave liberator from CSI at the weekly market in March 2018 who soon realized that she was a slave and he offered to take her to her homeland in South Sudan and took her with him. And she said the liberator, liberators treated us with very considerately and gave us enough to eat all the way to the south. And the 20-year-old quickly, you know, she got used to her new home life and freedom. And she thanks, she's thankful for the CSI friends that gave her freedom to and to start with food. They gave her a starter sack and a little dairy goat. Isn't that nice? I mean, that's exciting that they help them out like that. Well, you know, the Christian Solidarity International, this one was first when I went to the site in German. But uh, the Christian Solidarity is all over the place. But there's a number of others. Uh, they were, uh, they do take money uh, specifically for freeing slaves. But that's, uh, they do it for a lot of different reasons. I hope she's able to uh, reconnect with her parents. You know, it's really hard once they get separated like that. But, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that we've had other slave stories years ago. Um, and uh, um, uh, Waleed Shubat was connected with an organization that was rescuing. It's yeah. ca- it was called Rescue Christians. And then there became a problem between uh, the two, and they kind of split up. So I'm not really sure where I they're at I haven't heard now. from them sense either one of them no well all of his stuff on the one site and how they it was totally taken away so i'm not really sure where is that but they Hmm. they were uh, rescuing christians and delivering them in pakistan mainly i think well they did do work in pakistan i don't know where they all were but you know over the years we've seen a number of these people especially during isis we've had a number of stories about slaves being freed um uh, to me, there's nothing worse than to keep slaves. Oh, I know. And that just... Uh, well, and to be cruel to them. Well, you know, the thing of it is, is that if I would have lived during the time of Washington and some of these others, I would have never uh, been one that would uh, keep a slave. That just irritates me. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, the way I am today, I just absolutely detest <coughs> that. Detest that. Uh, you know, and uh, I just can't stand it. And then to take a slave and rape him is just uh, unconscionable. It is. Uh, so, uh, you know, I I just, you know, there is so much wickedness out there. It's just absolutely uh, unfathomable. But, uh, you know, David said, unless I had believed in the goodness of God in the land of living, I, I would have perished. In other words, he says... You know, if I could not have believed that God was good and that he would help me and be there for me, uh, then I couldn't go on. Because you're surrounded by so much wickedness, you have to believe that God is there for you in the land of the living, in the here and now, right now. And see, and uh, I just thank God for David in his writings because that is so, so true. You know, unless I had believed in the goodness of God in the land of the living, I would not have survived. We have to believe in God's goodness, his provision, his deliverance. We have to believe that he will make a way for us, that he will make a way for righteousness, that he will reward the wicked and he will bring the righteous to him. That is our hope. And our bodies are weak. You know, we get weak, we tire, we die, and we perish. But beyond the perishing is the hope. And that hope is in Christ. And uh, we see today the battle and the war is just, it is really heating up. And that's why we do these advocacy programs. And we talk about this. Because we want you to be stirred enough to find organizations to help uh, and to be stirred enough to stand up. When you read the articles or you listen to this show, pass it on. Help us to get the word out and help us to advocate. So at any rate, did we do all the stories? No. There's one more that I'd like to do if you want. Yeah, go ahead. You spoke a little bit about... um, a terrorist sect in Mali. 
Yeah. Declaring war on Christians. If you can read the name of them. Um, I can't read the name, but it, the initials are J-N-I-M. And um, they uh, support Islam and Muslims. They've declared that it's that it's war in the country is against Christians. And the spokesman, Al-Khwazmi, he's the jihadist spokesman, in a propaganda bat, bat video, said it's a battle between the carriers of the Quran and the worshippers of the cross, battle between the truth and falsehood, and between the people of virtue and the followers of vice. Okay, stop there for a minute. Let's do that. You know, this really, and I like that. I'm glad that you wanted to read the rest of that because um, I put that in there. Those are his direct words. <laughs> that, that shows you the battle, doesn't it? Yeah, totally opposite. He is totally opposite. Of, of us. Yeah. And we have, as Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me, Revelation 12:11. Paul says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that people reject the love of the truth which is God so loved the world he sent his only begotten son the son loved the father and us he came he died on the cross and uh, so uh, you'll have the, the entire society in the end of days they will reject that love of the truth and the gospel and God will send them a lie which is the son of perdition and he's given that name because of what he does he leads people into destruction and he's going to do so with miracles and signs and wonders. Yep. He'll set himself up in the temple of God, declaring that he is God. And so this is the battle that, that Christianity faces. You will not be safe unless you're in Christ Jesus. Amen. And, uh, you know, in Christ Jesus, we can face martyrdom. In Christ Jesus, we can face anything. But out of Christ Jesus, we face eternal damnation forever. Yes. And Quasimi uh, explained that the Mujahideen are Muslims on the side of truth, while Christians, who he called Crusader Enemy, led by France, is the evil to be destroyed. And they're holding a Sophie Petronin. She's a Christian missionary, and she's being held hostage in Mali. So please pray for her that they will release her. Well, there, you know, I read today that there was a, a billionaire's wife who was taken captive. Really? Yeah, and uh, they want massive amounts of money. I don't know, know if this is the same woman, but oh, uh, the, these jihad, jihadists, uh, you know, they're... They mean business, and we see this thing all over the world going on. Mali happens to be a new one where we see the group rise up and says and that. You know, I I believe Mali is a place that uh, isn't that in Indonesia, and people like to go there for a tourist tourism. Well, the French are the one that took it, so I was thinking it was in Africa. I don't really know oh, where I'm it's at. I'm not sure where it's at either. You know, I mean, you can look it up, but, uh, you know, I, I don't really know uh, where it's at. Uh, There's I, some place in Indonesia, I know. Well, Indonesia is, is the island group. This is in West Africa, Mali is. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the reason I said Africa, because it's French. Yeah. It was a French colony. The France, see, there was the British and the French and even Germans all were in certain portions uh, controlling uh, areas. It, you know, in the beginning of America, there was a number of nations that had little pockets of claim in this country. Yeah, it's by um, Algeria, Mauritania. Yeah, that's all French. Albania. And, and Nigeria. I mean, not Albania. Um, Niger, Nigeria, Guinea. It's all around Yeah, there. yeah. French Guinea. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, there, there's so many nations in trouble today. Oh, it's horrible. It is. And see, that's why you say, you know, you need a healthy America so you can have healthy missionary groups go out to help people. I mean, if you don't, 
there's no way we're going to have enough people to go out to help people. I mean, even as it is now, even Franklin Graham was uh, saying that he needed more help. He needs people to volunteer and come help him. And then you talk about the people that uh, are in the fires in California, in the uh, hurricane thing that hit down in Florida. You know, they need people to help rebuild. It's just a mess everywhere. Yeah. So, at any rate, we're going to get out of here. Okay, well, good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We pray for you. And we hope that 2019 is your best year ever. God bless you. Yes. Good night. Shalom, everybody. We thank you for joining us today on WARN Radio, the Watchman Alert Radio Network. This is the Watchman. And for all of us here, shalom, everyone. See you again on the radio.